welcome to First in Filoni. This is Bowl Week, season two, or week two, I guess. Here, uh, I am Donovan Filoni, as always, and with me is Mr. Andrew Cooper himself. Andrew, how you doing, man? What's going on, buddy? All right, so we've had one week of bowls go down. Um, some pretty good games. Western Kentucky versus, uh, who was that? Uh, ODU was amazing. Um, UTSA had a good game in the first half there. Uh, any games stick out to you that you've watched so far? Or, I mean, probably maybe not as much because they were kind of lower games, but any games stick out to you? Yeah, I uh, watched a little bit of the um... – well, he's connecting back here. Um, just some other games that were pretty good that I watched as well. Um, the Miami-App State game, even though it was pouring down rain, was was a really fun game to watch there. Um, they It was just – you had to be a diehard football fan to watch it because every time they got tackled, you know, uh, they were they were hit, they were fumbling, like they were sliding around. But those are the kind of games that are really fun, I, I think, for the players as much um, as it is for the uh, for the fans to watch it, even though it was absolutely miserable out there. Um, but, yeah, the A&M or App State versus Miami of Ohio was a fun game. Um Florida A&M versus Howard was a fun game. But yeah, Andrew, which one which one did you say you were you really liked there? Yeah, sorry about that. Um I really liked the uh I think it was the the Texas Tech game and maybe it was a blowout, but yeah. You finally got to see, you know, the actual Texas Tech team that we thought they could be all year. Right. That's that's the team that you were high on this year, and they, they played like they should have played in that game, like you just said, like they should have played all year. Um, I was saying the App State, Miami, Ohio, and the Rainstorm was fun, and then the Florida A&M and Howard game was fun as well. Um, and Boise was rocking UCLA to start. UCLA made a comeback, but – um, all good games, man. I think we have some better ones coming up, and we'll talk about those here starting um, here shortly. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk some transfer portal transfer portal news. It is the season. Um, before we get started, uh, with everything going on in tra- transfer portal and uh, coaching carousel, kind of heard this on a different podcast. Wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, do you think bowl season is dying and this is now the season of the transfer portal, or do you think they'll kind of go hand in hand? We might just have a couple years of the transfer portal, transfer portal first, and we'll get back into where the bowl seasons actually matter. I don't know. I think it's more or less being overshadowed by the transfer portal now, because usually this is all you used to look forward to was the bowl season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now I just feel like, you know, everybody's primary focus is national signing day, which was today. Yep. And all the transfer, all the transfer portal stuff. So it's kind of taken away from some of the lower class bowls, I should say, but also great matchups. And it's like they're jumping yes. to the new year's sixes. It's been really fun matchups. I thought this season would be kind of a dud, but so far all but like two of the games have been pretty close. 
Um, okay, so let's go ahead and talk about that. Transfer portal news since we've talked last. Uh, Walter Nolan is committed to Ole Miss, defensive lineman, uh, the number one transfer uh, person. Um, Oregon gets another quarterback with Dante Moore. That kind of surprised me there. Now they got Dylan Gabriel and Dante Moore up there. Um, Missouri's doing well, knocking it out of the park, getting an offensive tackle. Uh, Georgia's making some news with another white running or white wide receiver, London Humphreys, um, from uh, Vanderbilt. Um, Ole Miss is seems to be doing well with on the defense. They're getting edge rushers, defensive tackles, defensive linemen. Um, have you seen any new uh, new commits that we haven't talked about yet that, that kind of surprised you or that you're looking forward to uh, seeing in new uniform? Will Howard to kind USC, of, maybe? Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to Rocket Sanders going to South Carolina. Yes. I think that was a big pickup for Shane Beamer. Uh, the other one was the Rayola kid decommitted from Georgia. Yeah, so that's the signing day we. We need to do an episode maybe just slowly on signing day commits because uh, Riola is now with with uh, with Nebraska. I mean, does that change your mind about what Nebraska is going to be next year? Because they seem to be doing well. I don't think it changes my mind. I think it's one of those things to where – I think it's one of those things to where, like, now it's, you know, you still expect the unexpected. But – with Matt Rule coming in with the NFL background, I think he's going to be a beneficiary to help those guys get ready for the NFL, being an NFL ex-NFL coach as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I mean, Matt Rule, he's always better – or he's always good in his third year, right? So he just had his first year. He did better than expected, I think. Second year looks like he's going to start it uh, pretty well. And then third year, look for Nebraska to make some waves his third year, which will be Rayola's sophomore season. Um, if all goes to plan, you know, if he keeps bringing in the transfers and the recruiting classes like he's like he can and the money comes in like Nebraska has, watch out for Nebraska being back. And I think be, Nebraska being back is good for the sport as well. Um, one team that kind of surprised me, and we'll talk about the rankings of the college football transfers uh, here going forward too. Um, Syracuse is actually doing something in the transfer portal. They got uh, McCord there. They got a couple edge rushers. Do you think Syracuse is going to be better uh, next year, especially without Dino Babers, yeah. the new coach coming in, who seems to be all about toughness? Yeah, I think, you know, the first year, obviously, you know, they are going to have their yeah. bright spots. They're going to struggle. But I think year two is going to pick up tremendously. I do like the coach and what he said. He's pretty much committed himself to the University of Syracuse until he's pretty much out the door. So he pretty much said that yeah. – uh, let's say he goes and wins three seasons or ten wins seasons, and you know some seats come available for him to go. I mean, he's he's not leaving. He's already said he's committed. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked what he said as well. I, I think that's good for the sport too. I, I think this is what we're going to start seeing. Maybe not this year or next year, but definitely in three three years plus from now is some of these. I don't want to say lower level power five programs, but yes, lower level power five programs are going to start getting some good players just because they actually want to play for more than just one year and go to the NFL. So watch out for like the Syracuse, the Pitts, the uh, UNC's, the NC States. I'm just thinking of SEC teams, the Kentucky's, 
the uh, TCU Mississippi State Mississippi State's to get some maybe not five star talent or old five star talent that hasn't panned out um, to come to the program and I, I think that's great. I, I think it's good to sp- spread the wealth. Not every kid wants to just play one year and go. Some kids actually want to play uh, full full time in college football, and I think it's I think Syracuse has a perfect coach for that. Um, with that being said, let's look at the top 10 so far in the teams of the transfer portal. We have Colorado, no surprise there at number one. Um, they have 16 commits, uh, tied with Louisville at 16. Uh, but Colorado's number one. Uh, we got Ole Miss at number two, Louisville at number three, TCU at number four, South Carolina, Shane Beamer doing it again at number five, Texas Tech at number six. Uh, number seven, your boys down in Raleigh, North Carolina, NC State. <laughs> um, Arizona State next at eight, Kentucky at nine, and Houston at ten. Um, any of those teams surprise you? Because I have a couple that kind of surprised me. And and maybe what yeah. I just before we listed them off is already starting to happen. So I'm shocked by the Louisville. Yeah, Louisville, that's two years in a row that yeah. they've been in the top five program. Transfers. Yeah, I'm definitely shocked by them. I'm really shocked by NC State, believe it or not. Yeah, I am too. That's not Dorn's MO. No, I think Dorn's one of those guys to me that I always thought was he recruits you, but, you know, he's going to stick with his recruits. But I guess now he's starting to see, you know, in order for him to compete with what's going on, he's got to dig deep. Yeah. No, he has to. And, and, and it's not just competing with UNC because I think they can handle that on their own. Uh, Mac Brown hasn't really done anything special with recruiting in North Carolina that I've seen. Um, but like to compete with the Clemsons and where they want to get up to the top of the ACC, Clemson, Florida State, I guess Louisville now, um, and now NC State. I think NC State's a clear, you know, in the top quarter or at least the top third uh, of the ACC, especially if they keep getting these transfer guys. Um couple other teams that kind of surprised me. Um, Texas Tech is not a surprise. Joey McGuire, he is a great coach. Arizona State, this is the second year in a row that Arizona State's been in the top 10 or 20 in transfers. Watch for them. I know they were bad this year. They got a young head coach, offensive-minded. Watch for them to be good. But then Mark Stoops at Kentucky. How much of this do you think is a big F you to Texas A&M for not pulling the trigger and hiring him over Elko? Oh, yeah. I think it's one of the ones where he's like, all right, he didn't want to pick me, so this is how right. I'm going to play my game. I think he's finally got, like, the donors of Kentucky actually realizing in order for him to compete in SEC, he's got to have money. He's got a nice running back coming in just like he had with Rice um, or with Ray Davis, I mean. Now he's got another, I think, a better and upgraded at quarterback uh, from Leary because Leary just hasn't been the same since his injury. But with uh, Brock Vandergriff coming in, Kentucky's doing something, man, and they're going to go at least 8-4 and four again next year. Um, but then another one that you called uh, either last week or a couple weeks ago, Houston, Houston's being up there with the new head coach. They're, they're number 10. They, they round out the top 10 there. Um, Houston's pulling out the money. That's the oil money school right there in Texas though. Um, so it'd be good to, it'd be interesting to see what they do a year two of the big 12. Um, Okay. Uh, and then the only other thing we'll talk on before we get to the bowl, since it is holiday, you know, Christmas season, we'll have a shorter episode for everybody, um, is your thoughts on the playoffs. And I know we're we're two weeks out. Um, practices just started this week for the playoffs. 
Um, the lines really haven't changed. It seems uh, Vegas seems to think that either the, or the winner of the Alabama Michigan is going to win it all. I think you and I both said that that's probably the case as well. Um, has your thoughts changed since last week? Or you think it's going to be Bama, Texas, or are you leaning one way or the other? We're not going to give our official picks till next week, but. No, I think it's more or less leading to the Bama, Texas, honestly. Mm-hmm. You give Saban this much time to prepare. I mean, it's, it scares it's me. hard. Yeah, it's hard for me to pick against that. And he's been on the recruiting trail like crazy. He's gotten some four and five stars that are pretty nasty that have flipped their commits and. He seems to be getting some more transfers in, another receiver coming in for uh, Jalen Milrow next year. Um, I, I think so as well. Michigan just got hit again today with another cheating scandal, um, a different one this time. Uh, allegations of recruiting violations and uh, – or no, sorry, more uh, new violations for the sign-stealing scandal. He also got accused of another cheating scandal with the COVID um recruiting rules against covid so at this point you know i'm standing my ground on it michigan should not be in the college football playoff they should be banned um before they even get a chance for it uh now that i said my piece um is this the last year for harbaugh because another scandal or another issue another huge piece of evidence come out and another uh cheating scandal with recruiting now has come out do you think this is the end of the line for harbaugh with with Michigan, With I Michigan. think so. Like, do you think you'll go to the NFL? I don't know. I, I think if he has a productive bowl season, he's going yeah. to the NFL. I don't think Michigan is going to boot him out. I think it's more or less no. if the NCAA stays on Michigan's heels, then yep. they'll be forced to make a decision. But to me, that's it's hard to say. It, it really makes me mad that the NCAA are dragging their freaking heels on this and not wanting to make any kind of decision or anything like that. But then they're so stupid with the kids who are transferring for good reasons who can't play for just because they've transferred more than one time. Like they have to wait out. Like, I think that's, I think it's so dumb. They're picking and choosing their battles and they're, they're picking the wrong ones, but um, we can kind of go on and on about that one, I suppose as well. Well, you know what they say about the NCAA? No clue at all. Yeah. They, they really, they really, really don't. Um, Okay. So let's go ahead and get into our picks. We have 16 games to cover here. Um, so we'll, we'll run through them fairly quickly um, and get you guys out, hopefully, 30 to 45-minute episode uh, this week. Um, but these there's some really good games, I think, coming up. The spreads are all fairly close, except for about four of them, I think. Um, and this is, you know, we're still not sure on transfer portal people who are going to be opting out. I know Jaden Daniels just opted out um, because he's going to the NFL, which is understandable. Drake May as well. Um We'll start with UCF at Syracuse. Uh, it'll be this episode's coming out on Thursday, so that'll be tonight. Syracuse is favored by three points. Who do you got here? I went with Syracuse. I, I did as well. I think a new head coach, once one gets fired, new head coach kind of brings life to teams. Uh, and the way he's talking, I, I think this will do this will bode well, even though he doesn't have his guys fully in there yet. Um, next one we have is Georgia Tech at UCF. Uh, UCF is favored by four and a half. I'm not sure what UCF team we're going to be getting because there's spots where they've looked awful and then there's spots where they just dominated. Um, and Georgia Tech, I think, has been flying under the radar. A huge fan of Haynes King, huge fan of what the coach is doing down there. 
they actually seem like they might uh, get in some traction uh, down in Atlanta. Uh, I'm going Georgia Tech here for the upset. Yeah, I went with Georgia Tech as well. Uh, next game here, Troy versus Duke. Uh, Troy's favored by seven and a half. I've been high on Troy all year. Uh, they won't have Summerall. Summerall went to Tulane, uh, their head coach. Uh, Duke won't have Elko. They won't have Leonard. Um, I think they're on their third or fourth quarterback at this point. Uh, who do you got on this one? I went with Troy. As did I. I, I think Troy's still underrated. I think as of right now with injuries and transfers, they have the better squad. Um, if this was beginning of the season, I would have said Duke by landslide. But uh, next one, we got some action versus the Sun Belt, I believe. Arkansas State versus Northern Illinois. Uh, Arkansas State's favored by three. I'm going with Northern Illinois here. Uh, huge fan of Maxion. Um, hoping, hoping some good things come to the Maxion with the transfer portals as well. Uh, but we'll see here. I'm going Northern Illinois. I went with Arkansas State in this one. Anything? I guess Butch Davis. Is that why you're going there? Or? Yeah, Butch Davis. Um, okay, this one was probably the hardest one for me to pick uh, because half their team has left. Uh, JMU versus Air Force. JMU is favored by two points. Um, who you got, man? It's been such a good story. Who do you got? It's such a good story, but the only thing that scares me about this is Air Force has lost five or six in a row. Yeah. The other thing is the JMU pretty much lost half their team. Right. And their coach. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping you'd pick first because okay. I want to get well, your take on this. <laughs> I'm I'm actually going JMU on this one. Um and it's all right, good. I don't have to switch why. my pick. <laughs> and it's the same reason why um I picked uh Syracuse new head coach. Hopefully bring some new life to him. Um uh, play for your guys, try to fight for a spot kind of deal. So I'm going JMU. Who you got? Uh, I had JMU, but I thought you were going to pick Air Force. You're going Air Force? Or are you going JMU? No, hell no. I'm going JMU. <laughs> I, this, that one was really tough for me because I really was a fan of Air Force, but then they they just lost. That one, like you said. like that one, that one in another game was pretty tough for me, but we'll get to that one eventually. Yeah, I, I had high hopes for, for Air Force because they played really well, and then the injury bug just hit them, and it was just – I still think they have some pretty sweet helmets. Their lightning bolt on their uh, helmet's pretty sweet, though. Interested to see what Air Force does with those. Uh, next thing, we have Georgia State at Utah State. Utah State's favored by two and a half. Uh, I, I don't really know much about these teams. Sorry, Cole Swindell, I'm going Utah State. I'm going with Georgia State. Give me the boys to play at the old Turner Field in downtown Atlanta. <laughs> uh, I had a feeling you were, you were going to pick them. That one should be a fun game, though, because they're both pretty good offenses, I think. Um, next game we have is South Alabama versus Eastern Michigan. Uh, South Alabama's favored by 17 points. I am not picking Eastern Michigan. I love Maxion, but let me go with the boys of South Alabama. They convinced me when they beat OK State earlier this year. Yeah, I'm going with the Jaguars as well. They're they're a really fun team to watch too. And last couple of years they've been pretty fun. They usually have a fast running back, lot of screen plays, a lot of quick quick passes. Um okay, next game here we have Utah versus Northwestern. Utah's favored by six and a half. 
Who do you got? I went with Utah. New, new team. New team here. Yeah, I went with Utah as well. Defense wins. Um, they might have lost a little bit on offense, but their that defense is still stingy. Uh, next game, Coastal Carolina at San Jose State in the Hawaii Bowl. Ten and a half point favorites for San Jose State. Give me San Jose State because they're in California and less travel time. Exactly uh, why I picked San Jose State as well. And yeah. uh, McCall being at NC State now, I, I don't I don't know what Coastal's gonna do. They didn't do well without him this year, so uh, next game, Bowling Green versus Minnesota. Minnesota's favored by three and a half. Um, I'm going going Minnesota solely because of Power Five. I, I don't I don't trust Minnesota. Bowling Green's a pretty good team, but I'm going Minnesota, and I don't like that pick. I went with Bowling Green. I went with the Falcons. Minnesota just yeah, they're Power Five, but they didn't really show me a heck of a lot this year like I thought they would have. Yeah, they they. PJ Fleck, I don't know what's going on with him, man, but he's just not – he hasn't been what I thought he would be up in Minnesota. Um, next game, Texas State versus Rice. Texas State is favored by five and a half points. Who you got? I'm going with Texas State. And you know why you're going with Texas State? What's the what's the main rule or one of the rules that we always follow here at college football? Bet, don't bet against teams that go with food. Yeah, don't lose to food. You don't want to lose the food, even though Rice is actually pretty decent this year. I'm going Texas State as well. Uh, next game, this one might be a fun game as well, and I'm a huge fan of uh, Leipold down there. Kansas versus UNLV. Kansas favored by 12 and a half. I don't think it really matters what quarterback's in. They got three good ones, whether it's Daniels, Bean, or the third string. I can't even think of his name, so I'm going Kansas. I went with Kansas as well. Leipold's still there. So, uh, like I said, it doesn't matter who's a quarterback with them. They've proven that they can win, and every time I bet against them, they always find a way to win. Yeah. Does that surprise you that, that Leipold didn't get a job? Or or we don't know if he got interviews, but that, does that surprise you he didn't get a bigger job? I think it surprises me a lot. Yeah, it surprises handled. me a little bit. I, I think if he produces again next year and another opportunity comes available, I think he's gone. Yeah, I think he's had bad luck with the quarterback position the last two years. Because remember, they're on that that tear, and then Daniels got hurt last year. Last year, and then this year, Daniels got hurt again. But Bean looked pretty serviceable. Um, but then he got hurt. Uh, but beat Oklahoma, you know. So I don't know. I, I thought he should have gotten a, at least a, a sniff at a job. Um, next game: Virginia Tech versus Tulane. Virginia Tech's favored by ten and a half. Um, I I don't know which tech team is going to show up, so I'm going Tulane with the big upset. See, this is like the toughest game that I had to pick. I know Tech's without a couple of people in the secondary. Man, they play so good against UVA. Yeah, but they look like Dog shit versus Louisville. Yeah, I know, but the only thing is, is really, really Fritz leaving Tulane. What did Tulane really lose with him? Yeah, well, they lost Willie Fritz, but they got Summerall, who I think Summerall is a better coach from Troy. Yeah. But I mean, that's a good point. And they, you know, I mean, it's transfer, transfer season for Tulane. A lot of them are in the transfer portal. I don't know how many for Tech are. 
It's a ten and a half point spread. Uh, like that surprised me too. Yeah, no, because Tech can be one of those teams that's really good. You just don't know what Tech team you're getting. Yeah, and I think I think Pry has earned himself at least two more years, especially after the first season. Yeah, yeah. I think Tech's quarterback isn't that Kenyon Drones. Yeah, is he still there or is he going to go? Yeah, last I heard, he was there. I didn't know if he left. Yeah, he was I think I think he's staying too. But he's he's so wishy washy though, because he you know you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, give me two. Give me two Yeah, I. Just... The only thing that scares me is they lost in the conference championship. Yeah, but SMU's no joke, dude. SMU's good. Give me Tulane. And it came down to the last drive. Tulane was in the red zone, and they uh, went for it on fourth down and lost. So, um, okay, next game. We've got three more left. UNC at or versus West Virginia. West Virginia's favored by six and a half. I already know who you're going to pick, and I'm going to go with you as well. Let me get take the Mountaineers and the boys. Um UNC without good Drake pick, May. My I don't know what UNC without Drake May are. I at least know Donaldson and they they lost, the crap out the ball. And they, and they lost uh, Tez Walker to the drafts. So I don't think he's playing. I mean, he didn't play much this year. He And when he did, he was amazing. It's stupid NCAA. Uh, I think uh, Green and Donaldson are going to run for 100 yards each on them. Uh, Louisville versus USC. Louisville's favored by seven and a half. Who you got? I'm going with Louisville. I I never thought I would say it, but I am as well. I I don't trust the defense at USC, and I don't know who's going to be the quarterback because they just lost a five star freshman, and Caleb Williams is definitely not playing. So I have no idea who's going to be the quarterback there. And then they lost like two of their top to, five receivers. He ought to be he ought to be ashamed of himself. He's not going to the draft, is he? Caleb Williams. Yeah. 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 Somehow oh, everybody has him as the number one. So that that blows my mind because he's the number one pick as a quarterback, and he's like unanimous number one. And I'm like, if I had the number one pick and I thought everybody else was going to pick Caleb Williams, I would trade out of it and get Drake May because I think Drake May is a better quarterback. Oh yeah, I mean, I think Caleb Williams is a head case. Yeah, and I just I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's that good. When he plays a good defense, look what happened for Notre Dame. How many interceptions did he throw? Four? Yeah. Three? Something like that against Notre Dame, who had a maybe a top 20 defense. I don't – I mean, they weren't, like, the greatest, but, like, they gave him a little bit of pressure and he folded. I don't know. I don't think he was that good. I was never really impressed by him. But, you know, what do I know? We never played, so. Um, Texas A&M yeah. versus Oklahoma State. Texas A&M um, favored by two. They got a ton in the portal. I I think Mike Gundy's going to pull this out. Mike Gundy gets a lifetime coaching job at Oklahoma State after a season he just had with nobody. Yeah, I'm going with Gundy and the boys. That was a no-brainer to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Elko do well, but he lost too many people. Um, okay, so last thing here before we go. I'm kind of spurring it on you last, last in the moment here. We got a ton of people still left in transfer portal. And we still talked about it, but there's three quarterbacks, really four, but three of them that um, are kind of 
surprising that are still in there. And I, I kind of wanted to get your take on on where you think they will go. Um, we got Cam Ward, DJ Uyangole, and Malik Murphy. Um, I left KJ Jefferson off um, because he keeps flip-flopping between Arkansas, staying in Arkansas and going somewhere else. I also don't think KJ Jefferson should be a quarterback. They should go as a running back. But um, out of those three, do you have any strong feelings? Cam Ward, where do you think he's going to go? I would say either Ohio State or Florida State. Yeah, I, right now I think the leaders are Ohio State and Miami. Um, but I think it's Ohio State, right? It has to be Ohio State. And would you take McCord or – I think I would take Cam Ward over McCord, right, going into it? Oh, uh, yeah, I would. I, I yeah. think so too, right? Um, I think so that's I the reason saying. why he transferred. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think so as well. I, Cam Ward, I think we've – you and I have talked about it. I think we both said Ohio State from the beginning, but we weren't 100% sure. Uh, next, DJ Uyunglele. He had a really good season. Um, I know you don't like to think that, but he really did if you look at his stats and how he played um, at Oregon State. Um, the two leading candidates that I saw in the rumor mill are Florida State and Mississippi State. Um, either one of those, do you think he'll go? I think Florida State's the call for him. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold. On I don't that. know, man. I think Maybe Mississippi CCU? State. I would say Mississippi State over Florida State for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I think he should go to Mississippi State to play that SEC football, but I mean, who knows where Florida State's going to be next year? I bet you they're going to fight to get into the SEC. So, um, and then finally, Malik Murphy, he. Had some ups and downs when he came in for Quinn Ewers, but I think he was pretty solid. Obviously getting pushed out with Quinn Ewers coming back uh, and Arch Manning not transferring. He wants to stay with Sark to continue to develop, which I think is a smart move. Um, it looks like Baylor and Duke and TCU, I think, are on the list for him. Um, where, where do you think he's going to end up? I can, see him, I can see him going to Duke with Manny Diaz. See, I, I think so as well. I think he can go in, start right away, um, and and kind of play high, higher level football than he could at Baylor um, because I think Duke is actually going to be starting to be recognized as an actual football school versus a basketball school that plays football. All right. Um, well, that's it for us this week. Um, we got uh, – few more games next week. We'll, next week, we'll also go over the playoff uh, playoff championship um, to kind of go over the bowl manias as of right now. Um, we have a couple people at seven and two. Um, uh, Adrian, I know, is one of them. Adrian and Libby. And then Team Washington, Kendra. I'm not sure who that is, but shout out to you. Uh, seven and two. Um and then a bunch of people at six and three, including me and you, Kyle, Elise, uh, and then a couple of people at five and four. So we're still early on um, six and three. A couple of those games really killed me, man. Um, don't forget to make your picks on the app if you haven't already. Um, and we'll we'll start from the 28th next week uh, and we'll see you then.